Welcome to the Steady Picks Fantasy Radio Show. I'm your host, Big John. And today I have with me our league champion, Donnie. Donnie, how you doing today? Doing well. Happy to be back. Uh, you know, officially one week away from, uh, from the real deal NFL week one. Yeah, that's so exciting. I am so fired up for week one. I do want to very quickly just mention, for those of you who don't know the breaking news, how about this, right, Donnie? Russell Wilson signs a five-year, $245 million extension with $165 million guaranteed. So that's going to make him a Bronco now for seven years with those unbelievable receivers. So I have to tell you something, Donnie. You should have kept throwing that football because it's crazy the kind of money these quarterbacks are getting. Yeah, it really is. But um, I think that's a good deal for Denver. Uh, they got a they got a couple years in this in this win now window and see what Russell Wilson can do in, in Denver. No, I agree. I think it's a great contract, especially if you think about uh, you know the contract that the, that the Browns wind up giving to Sean Watson. So uh, I think it's I think it's a really great deal. Um, what I want to do today is let's kind of kick it off. We had Week Three of the preseason, and that was the final, obviously heading into the big you know Week One. Any takeaways, Donnie, that that jumped out at you after uh, after Week Three as we head into to Week One? Yeah, you know, real quickly. Um the the uh, Chicago Bears preseason game was was pretty telling. Um, you know, we had <clears throat> Justin Fields look very, very good. Um, still some questions surrounding that offense and, and the limited pieces they added uh, weak offensive line. But Justin Fields looked good and, and he has the rushing upside to be a, to be a relevant quarterback this year. Um, going hand in hand with that, uh, David Montgomery. Um, he's been consistent uh, fancy running back for the last several years. But, you know, there was there was rumors that he was taking special teams reps, which is never a good thing for a starting running back. Um, but then we see him go in the final preseason week and, and take every every starting rep. So so I think his his uh, ADP will start to rise after it had been falling for the last, you know, week or two. Yeah, you know, I don't understand that. I think he is probably the most underrated running back over the last three years. He does nothing but continue to be a workload and produce every year. And I agree with you. The vibes are really positive. I, you know, I, I always try to steal him in the later rounds because he doesn't get the respect he deserves. And I couldn't agree with you more. You know, Justin Fields, he can do it with his legs, but people forget he has an arm too. So I agree with those takeaways. I also thought that you know, Damian Pierce has kind of bumped up heading into week one as the true now number one RB in Houston. And, you know, in Houston, they have a pretty good offensive line, and I think they're going to want to pound that football to slow the game down. So that kind of jumped out at me as, uh, as, as something else. Oh, his his ADP rise is incredible. Um, you know, sitting around 69, 70th overall pick, uh, going ahead of guys, Darnell Mooney, Adam Thielen, you know, Juju, Amari Cooper, things of that nature. It's it's crazy to see. It, it you know, he, he has carved out a role for himself in that offense. Yeah, he really has. And my last one is, you know, obviously I think Jeff Wilson – who, you know, when he plays, he's healthy, is good. He's clearly now the number two guy there in San Francisco in that Shanahan offense. The question becomes, as you know, his injury issues. But, uh, yeah, those were some takeaways, you know, that I think, you know, are relevant for people that haven't drafted for sure. I did want to kind of mention to you and ask you and get your advice on a couple particular players on whether you would buy or sell on these. And the first one that jumps out at me is Barkley. 
you know, there's so much buzz going around with, with Barkley. You know, where do you draft him? Is he a buy? Is he a sell? You know, had an awful year last year. What's your thoughts on Barkley? <clears throat> yeah, to be honest, I'm very, very high on Barkley. Um, Brian Dable should find some sort of way to take this offense, maybe not to the elite level, but a competent level where if Saquon Barkley's healthy, you know, the talent's there. He should be able to to be a very relevant fantasy player going in a 12-team league going early second round, I'm seeing. So, so you know, if you can get Saquon Barkley in the second round, I, I would highly advise that. So you're so you're a Biden on, on uh, Saquon, is that correct? Definitely buying Saquon Barkley, yes. And, and I have to agree here, too. I mean, last season was a nightmare in his return from that ACL injury. But I have to tell you, he has all the motivation in the world with a pending free agent contract. And, you know, certainly they, they brought in a couple guys up front, including the first-round pick in Evan Neal. And and I think he is going to kill it. I mean, to use his his exact, you know, analogy and, and, and words he used uh, on a couple podcasts, he's out for blood. He wants to make everyone look stupid that thinks that, you know, that he's not worth a pick or that his career's done. So we're both, uh, we're both a strong buy on, on Barkley. How about um, Travis Etienne? Another name that keeps popping up. Buy or sell on him? What's your thoughts there? Not nearly as high on Travis Etienne. Um, you know, coming off of injury last year, sat out the entire season, uh, going the back end of, of round, round three in 12-team leagues. Um, I I just don't see it happening for him. Uh, James Robinson is also battling injuries, but you, f- you figure he's going to be, if he's healthy, he'll have some sort of role in this offense. Um, while Travis Etienne has the, the upside for catching passes out of the backfield, um, he's a pass for me. Yeah, and for me, you know, I loved him when he was a standout player at Clemson. You know, I remember the, the Jags drafted him with that 25th overall pick, um, but obviously it was cut short last year with that Liz Frank injury. You know, I'm not a big fan. The only thing that makes me think that he's going to get a lot of play is I, I get real concern with a guy like James Robinson coming off of that tough injury. So that's my only issue coming off the Achilles is Robinson going to be able to get back to even battle him. But I'm going to agree with you. You know, I, I, I don't think I would, I would draft him. Certainly wouldn't draft him in the first couple rounds. Uh, to me, you know, he's a, he would be a buy, you know, in round three on, and that's only because I'm not convinced that Robinson can bounce back. And the last person is an interesting one. Um, A.J. Dillon, your thoughts, buy or sell on A.J. Dillon? Real quick, uh, doubling back to Travis Etienne, the the other thing that seems to worry me is, you know, we've seen Doug Peterson's offense. He he likes to utilize multiple running backs, regardless of who it is. Um, back to his days in Philly, he never utilized a running back to be on the field for three downs. So that's just another aspect of Travis Etienne. While I think he's talented, I I just don't know if he he will uh, live up to his round three round three uh, draft capital. Yeah, and you know what? You're kind of swaying me here. You know, I gave a buy on him. I think I'll give a I'll give a sell on him as well and a pass on him. Um, on that, how about AJ Dillon? What's your thoughts there? Because that's a real one that a lot of people have mixed emotions on. Oh, I'm a big fan of AJ Dillon. Um, you just you look at the guy. There's not many 
uh, even in the NFL, there's not many football players built like that that can run like run like that. And he's a special talent. Um, where is he at? Currently going fourth, fifth round. Um, <clears throat> you know, the the reports out of Green Bay are saying that they're going to utilize two running back sets. So I think both Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon have, have very big upside in this offense, and I'll certainly be buying A.J. Dillon. Yeah, and I'm going to agree with you, Donnie, on that. I'm a big buy on Dylan. I think, you know, Rogers said as well, he wants him to get in the ball, even out of the backfield. And, you know, I think there's just so much room with Devontae Adams, you know, leaving. I think there's so much room for both of them. I think a good analogy would be, you know, back when the Saints had Kamara and Ingram, and they both finished in the top 12. I think there's just so much room for both of them. And if anything happens to an Aaron Jones, I mean, he becomes an absolute beast so we're both buy on on AJ Dillon as well so to recap uh, Donnie and I are strong buys on on Barkley we're strong buys on AJ Dillon and we're kind of not we're kind of passes on on Travis Etienne with that being said Donnie I want to jump into our next segment uh, the listener question segment. And the first one that came up, and I guess there's a couple of drafts this week, and that's where these are coming from, is what should my strategy be on when to grab a quarterback? I play in a 12-team standard league. I'll let you, uh, you give your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's, that's like a, a common, a common talked-about uh, topic in, when it comes to fantasy football, and rightfully so. Um, but for me especially this year, there's so much uh, upside with these guys going in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, whereas I don't need to pay up for a Patrick Mahomes, you know, in the, in the third round, um, or even you're seeing Josh Allen go even before that. Um, so, so my personal preference is waiting for the fourth, fifth, sixth round for those guys like Lamar Jackson, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, those, those sorts of guys where they have the rushing upside, um, you know, they've been productive in the past in fantasy football and you're not paying nearly as much for, for them. And they could arguably finish ahead of Patrick Mahomes in fantasy football. You know, I couldn't agree with you more on that, Don. You know, when I look at the quarterback situation, and I'm a big tier guy, especially when I draft, and I kind of have my first tier, Allen, Herbert, Mahomes. My second tier, kind of that Burrow, Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Kind of my third tier is that Wilson, Carr, Brady situation. But even my tier four, and now we're going way down. You have people like Aaron Rodgers, Stafford, Trey Lance. So to me, I couldn't agree with you. I'm all about you got to get depth. You got to build the, the running backs and you got to build the wide receivers. There's so many great quarterbacks and statistics show that you can grab one way later than that and then grab a backup and you're not going to lose much. So I think we're both on the same page uh, on that one. Tony uh, writes in, I'm a cowboy and a Zeke Elliott fan. Oh boy. <laughs> well, we already, I already have something that we uh, disagree oh with. <laughs> Where do you have him ranked? Uh, I play in the PPR league. Uh, do you have him in as a top 20 back? Well, you know, I'm, I'm a cowboy hater, so I'm going to flip that to you, Donnie, and maybe you can give a more objective opinion. Yeah, the, the, the Cowboys have made it very known that and very firmly, even look at Jerry Jones that said this offense goes as Zeke Elliott goes. So unless they're lying, they're making it, making it seem that Zeke Elliott will, will handle bulk of the bulk of the carries. And, you know, some, a lot of people say, and I don't disagree that Tony Pollard's a better running back, but you know, they have Zeke on this, on this contract. 
this big contract, and they're going to try to utilize him. Um, so so I, I do like Zeke Elliott. Yeah, you know, and I'm going to try to take my, my hat off and look at this objectively. Great blocker. I just think Tony Pollard is is probably the better player. I think he's electric, but I do think that they're going to absolutely, what they're paying Zeke, they're going to have to feed him the ball, and they're going to let him have to grind down, you know, grind down defenses. Um, so I have him ranked, for whatever it's worth, I have him ranked actually number 20 in my back situation. So to, you know, to answer your question, I think we both like Zeke. We think there's room for both of them. We think he's going to get some work let's do our last listener question what is your strategy on when to take a tight end i play in the 10 team half point ppr league thoughts on that donnie yeah i've been in my in my redraft leagues this year i've been buying a lot of travis kelsey you know in that second round um obviously no tyree kill so there somebody's got to catch these passes and and uh, travis kelsey's hey he's been as consistent as it gets for how many years now? And, and I don't see anything changing, to be honest. Um, outside of, of Kelsey and, and Mark Andrews, if you don't get one of those two guys, I would start to, to wait. And, you know, there's some, some other options later in the draft. But, but as far as tight end goes, it's, it's that top Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey. If not, I'm going to hold out and, and draft other positions that early. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, but I'm going to actually, If I, I'm big on Pitts. I think if Pitts is there, he falls in that, that tier where I might, uh, if the run goes and you think it makes some sense, and depending on what your team looks like, I think Kelsey Andrews, Pitts, and then, and then I'm with you. You know, After that, I'm waiting. I mean, I could pick up Zach Ertz really later on, and, and we know he's a beast. Yeah, right? I mean, we know Zach Ertz is a beast when it comes to catching the ball. He's not a big blocker. With Hopkins being out for the first six games I think he's a target monster so I agree with you that uh you know if you don't get one of the the top tier guys you know it's just like my quarterback strategy I I would wait so there's my answer there um in conclusion I'm really curious you know Donnie you've again you know I I gotta commend you obviously you've had great success in all the leagues you play in um what are your your kind of your hot takes well, I got I got two for you, Big John, and and one certainly could happen, and and the other one maybe is a bit of a stretch, but but to me certainly certainly possible. Um, first one, Jalen Hurts will be a top three fantasy quarterback. Um, he just has so much rushing upside, uh, and we saw him be a very productive quarterback last year in fantasy football. Like regardless of what it what the outcome is in the NFL in the true NFL game, he's fantasy football relevant. He is is borderline elite with his rushing upside and they've added better weapons and this offense should be trying to push the ball downfield a little bit more. There's no reason Jalen Hurts doesn't finish inside the top three at the quarterback position. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that one. And, you know, Miles Sanders, you know, people forget Jalen Hurts, he's the goal line back. You know, I hear right. all the time, who's the goal line back in Philadelphia? In Philadelphia, it's Jalen Hurts. And and with the weapons and his good friend and Brown and Goddard, I mean, I agree with you. I, I think he can absolutely be a, a league winner. Anybody else jump out at you for a hot take? Yeah, this one might might turn some heads, but uh, Ramondre Stevenson will be a top 12 fantasy running back this season. Um, you know, we've seen the news of Ty Montgomery potentially missing uh, several weeks due to injury. And this really gives an opportunity for Ramondre Stevenson to kind of take over those passing down opportunities. And 
<clears throat> combine that with his, his rushing upside. He's a, you know, the Patriots, that's usually the name of the name of the game for them. Um, but if Ramondre Stevenson can add this, this pass catching upside, he could have a very productive season. And now, I think there's a real good chance he finishes inside the top 12, top 15, maybe. Now you just doing this to piss me off. As you know, I took the other running back in the league that you and I played together. Is this for real? Or are you just trying to piss off big job? <laughs> you know, it, it, like their backfield could go one of two ways. Like, you know, last year we saw uh, Damian Harris score all these touchdowns, right? Get the goal line work and, and Ramondre Stevenson had, had fumbling issues, you know? So if that repeats itself, I'll look like an idiot. But, you know, if, if Ramondre can take this next step, I think the sky's the limit for him. No, I agree. And, and I'll throw in one you might think uh, I might be a little crazy on uh, to end up the show here. But I think that we could be looking at Justin Jefferson – as the number one receiver, the number one you know point scorer, and the person that absolutely could be on the cover of football magazines heading into next year. So there we have it, Donnie. It's always great doing the show with you. Uh, thanks for the great insight. Everybody have a great day. Make sure you go over to SteadyPicks.com. Sign up for free. A lot of great information. Have a great day. Have a great day, Big John. Always a pleasure. Likewise, Donnie. Oh,